Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Q. Yes. I am so glad that you're digitally here with me right now. (laughs) I am always. I'm also physically here with you right now. I'm like literally in the room with you. I know, but like we're quarantined, so I'm pretending you're not here, so we don't get in trouble by the law because everybody knows they listen. You know what I say? Fuck the police, coming straight out the underground. And you know I say, saying? and I say, five G makes me sick. Oh, five <laughs> G it burns when I pee. <laughs> <laughs> from the underground. <laughs> yes, technically I do pee from my underground. <laughs> that is exactly. Correct. Speaking that is correct. speaking of that. Yes. I invited you here today for a very important project. Perfect. Other than recording a podcast. Yes, we need to well, we got to take care of some admin stuff first, so it's a good sure. thing no one's listening to us record right now. No, this um, is totally so, off the air. Totally off the air. Great. This is not yeah. So we have to put together the guys of the High Five calendar. Oh. Or the Is it that time already? High Five guys, the high of guys of five making the highest five, five guys of fives. Yep. That calendar. calendar that we do every year. Every year. People look forward to it. People have it notated on their other calendars, which were from the year before. Right. And this year, I don't know if you know this, Q, but we have more celebrity submissions than ever. Well, it's because we're famous now. It is. So, obviously, you're Mr. January. Sure. I'm Mr. December. Per. I'm Mr. Heatmiser. <laughs> I'm Mr. Snow. Yeah, that's how that's how I we roll. I'm Mr. Heatmiser. <laughs> I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Sun. <laughs> I'm uh, your son. No, I, I'm Mr. Sun. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I also like it. You remember in that movie when? Hey, you remember? <laughs> you. Remember, <laughs> You remember in that movie? I do remember. The little heat miser guy pops out, and uh, he's got all the little heat misers yeah. that also pop <laughs> yes, out with him. He does, yeah. I would love it if he's like, "I'm Mister Heat Miser," and one of them's like, but, "And I am and, your yeah. son." <laughs> and then he kicks him into the fire. Yeah. He just cries. <laughs> I'm Mister Single Parent. <laughs> yes, I am the only one. Damn. <laughs> Right into the fire. <laughs> and then it right. cuts over the cold miser and it's like, I'm cold miser, but damn, that's cold. <laughs> that shit is cold. Uh, so I will say, so that's, <laughs> that's our theme. Uh, mm-hmm. You are going to be dressed as Mr. Cold. Yes, Mr. of course. Snow, Mr. The yeah. Cold Miser. And I, of course, am dressed like the Heat Miser's son. <laughs> All right. Tiny is, Heat Miser. Which is great. But Old Lil need- Miser. What we need to do is fill in the rest of the year. So we've got uh, more celebrity submissions than ever this year. Um, I pulled out some of my favorites. Perfect. Um, This is actually an older submission. Okay. um, But this is Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, so like older as in age, but also as in relevance. Yes, yes. So he (laughs) he submitted a while ago. Perfect. And this is him. Um, Obviously, he's recreating the photo that we ask of him. Yes. um, And it was him. Uh, shirtless, of course, of course, sitting on a fire engine. Oh, eating a ham sandwich. Oh, lovely. so screams right, Mister October. It really does. I mean, nothing says October like Rodney Dangerfield riding a fire engine, eating a sloppy ham sandwich, shirtless. I'm already drooling. Oh, but I gotta ask. So I can see under the stack of photos here. I see one peeking out. Mm-hmm. I see one peeking out. Yeah, yeah. Rob Schneider. Oh, of course. We got the Schneids. We got the Schneids. Hey, hey, Schneides. The weird part is he's dressed. And did you, I don't know if if this was something we requested or you requested, 
but he's dressed like David Spade. So it's Rob Schneider as David Spade. Spadey, get in the water. Which is weird. And he's with a giant teddy bear that is naked with like a strap on. And it's and it just has a sign around its neck that says Chris Farley. Let me ask, is the teddy bear naked? <laughs> yes. How? I said it has a strap on. How is the teddy bear naked? You know. Okay. Come on. Okay. No, I'm, I'm with you. You know. It's got a strap on, though. Right. Um, so that's kind of weird, but I'm into it. So I'm thinking May. Of course. My birthday month. That's what I As want. As in, like, I may let this go in the calendar. Exactly. I may masturbate to this later. <laughs> this is this. I just want to walk through everybody so you can visualize this. This is Rob Schneider dressed as David Spade. Yes. With a teddy bear. Yes. With a, dressed as Chris Farley. No. Wearing a strap-on. No, a naked teddy bear. <laughs> okay. Wearing Sorry. a strap-on with just a sign around its neck that says Chris Farley. Sorry. Yeah. I sullied the reputation of I that idea. I feel like there's a message being said here, but I'm not 100% no. sure what it is. And then this one was always surprising to me. We didn't request this last one, but it came anyway. Oh. And it's Gerard Butler. But just Gerard Butler? No, but he's just like with farm animals. Oh, is he just nude like standing? Or no, it's no, just... he's he's actually in like a nice suit. He's just standing amongst farm animals. I don't know why. Farmer Fallen? Is it the po- <laughs> is it actually the poster for Farmer Fallen? His sequel to the Fallen series? Is that coming out? Is it straight to video? Yes, Farmer Fallen. You know what? That may be what this is. I don't think he sent this in. <laughs> he didn't. His publicist. Nah, We've really farm- got to ask them to stop trying to promote these fall- movies. All right, that's not in the calendar. Out of the calendar. Oh god, this is good. But I really think we should probably start the episode. I love now. Listen, I love talking about hot guys all day long. Every Can day, we? All day. But Can I we? say let's stop doing it on our own time and let's do it on an episode. Oh, that's such a good idea. Q. High five. Can we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. All right. So here we are. You and I had a totally off mic moment together right before again. we started this episode. Just discussing a very secret, secret, secret project that we've been working on. And it may never come to fruition, you know, because of the COVID and everything, the pandemic going on. You so may never we don't see wanna, everybody. We don't want to tell anybody what it is yet, so we don't want to get your hopes up. But don't worry about it. If it does happen, it's very cool. If it doesn't, it's also totally fine, and you will never have to hear anything about it because we had a very off-the-record conversation right before we started this episode. It's a good goddamn thing we're professionals. But I won't. I won't tell you what it is, but I will tell you that it inspired today's topic, which right? which is which is exciting because Q, it's been fun, you know, not being around society for weeks on end. And it has. It's been just sitting in my house, daydreaming, all day, every day, all day, every day. But eventually, you run out of things to daydream about. It's true, and and you, and know- you, and you start to get nostalgic. And you know what helps me when I'm feeling that nostalgic itch? You know what helps scratch it? What was that? What was that cue? A heaping helping of 80s hunky heartthrobs. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I Whenever like it. Whenever I'm I love feeling it. blue, forget Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> Give me a Swayze any old daisy. <laughs> I could sing a stanza. <laughs> About me and Tony Danza. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yep, keep going. Come on. Come on. And 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 I'll and I'll <laughs> Listen. And a, and a Rob Lowe will surely make you go. <laughs> I was gonna say, and if you're in need of a blow, get you a yeah, Rob Lowe. <laughs> you know? And if you need a clock to tick. You got to get yourself some Broderick. Some Andy Dick. Anything's <laughs> <laughs> on an 80s hard throb. Hey, why am I here? I'm Andy Dick. 
Get out of here, Andy Dick. Go kill somebody else. Get back into Double Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know he's in that movie? I forgot he was As in that movie. As the weatherman? I I saw Double Dragon, speaking of nothing we're talking about, but I saw Double Dragon in on Amazon Prime got released recently, and I yes. may watch it after we record tonight. I watched it about two months ago because I picked up a copy on VHS, my friend. You're amazing. The only way that Double Dragon truly deserves to be rewatched. Oh, does it does it hold up? Um, <laughs> Did it ever hold up? No. Well, r- right now it's holding up a copy of uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. <laughs> so, Which... yeah, I'd say it holds up pretty All right. well. So what do you think? Give me, give me the lowdown. What do you think when you rewatched it? Um, first off, I realized that Robert Patrick has had a real torpedo of a career after T2. <laughs> He's so menacing in T2, though, man. God, he is so good. But let me tell you what, not a lot happening for that guy after this. He tried to parlay that success into, they were like, oh, Robert Patrick's the bad guy in T2. We'll make him the bad guy in Double Dragon. People are scared as shit. <laughs> but then for some reason, the costume designer was the same wardrobe stri- stylist for Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, frosted his tips, gave him, like, baggy hammer pants and an oversized shoulder-padded, like, suit jacket. Um, oh, I'm looking. Hold on. I'm looking this up. Oh, I remember this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally remember this. Prime Patrick. <laughs> oh, that is... That's amazing. That's unfortunate. What have you done for me lately, Patrick? Oh, no, he Nothing. was in that Dust He was in that dust Till Dawn show. He was in the TV show The Unit. Oh, all, yeah. s- all 69 episodes of that. <laughs> he was in the TV show. Oh, I do remember he was in that TV show Last Resort, now that I'm seeing it. That was the one where they, like, stole a nuclear sub or something or other. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, 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 oh. I kind of remember that. I do remember that. There were a couple shows that came out around the same time like that. Like, one had, uh... Andre Brower, I think, was in one of them, and then I, this one was the other one, and it was, yeah, I don't know. All I'm saying, all dumb. I'm saying is, Double Dragon. I'm glad that they didn't do any sort of like whitewashing of the villain. <laughs> no. I mean, if you have a villain named Koga Shuko, it I'm pretty be sure Robert it should Patrick. be Robert Patrick with frosted blonde tips. Everybody knows that. I mean, it's simple algebra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is simple algebra. U plus X equals Robert Patrick. C minus. That's right. <laughs> equals a, a D minus movie. That's what we just said. So uh, C minus Robert. Patrick. So the movie. So the movie's interesting. It's it hosts uh, or it boasts a pretty interesting cast. Uh, it has Scott Wolf as one of the brothers, which is interesting. It's also got, and I can't remember the dude's name for the life of me, but it's oh, it's I'll the it host. Up. It's the host of Iron Chef. That's uh, right. Oh, I do remember that now. Um, I've seen, and I remember there was. I've listened to another podcast on this. Scott Wolf, Mark, Mark, Mark DeCascos, Mark DeCascos. Yeah. So he's one of the, and one of the other interesting things is. Uh, so I recently saw Mark DeCascos in. Uh, he was in John Wick Three. Wait, what did he play in John Wick Three? He's like the the Asian hitman that's like all about killing John Wick. Like he's kind of really. And so- that's Mark DeCascos, man. That was awesome. I Dude, he was awesome. That whole that movie, movie is great. Well, let's be honest. We'll give props where props are due. Uh, the John Wick movies are awesome. Man, I, like, I still... Increasing, I don't know how it works, but they're increasingly better each movie. It is... It is it is a mastercraft what they've been able to do. And honestly, it, every time I think of a John Wick movie, and you know, this is kudos to you, my friend, but I cannot help but think about the very first time it entered my orbit of knowledge was you out of nowhere telling me about this movie that you had seen a screener for that was, quote-unquote, the craziest, best thing you'd ever seen, and that I had to see it immediately. And then you wouldn't shut up about this John Wick movie for weeks until I saw it. And, and then so what was your you thought did. afterwards? Oh, it, was, it was amazing. I watched it like a hundred times. And <laughs> exactly. I've seen every one of them since then. And I will exactly. watch them forever and ever and ever and watch a Continental spinoff and all of that. Of course and you I know will. Why, of course I will. You know why that's a perfect segue? 
into today's topic because that, my friend, stars the one and only Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Who, who himself was indeed an 80s heartthrob. He was, honestly, though. And then he continued on into the 90s. That's those and current day. And he's know, back. Like, he yes. dipped off for a, for a bit in the 2010s. He can, he but can, he's he has come back full force in now, In the early though. aughts. Yeah. Um, so today, man, we decided to talk heartthrobs. Now, I know before we started recording, you said that you had some questions as to what qua- – now, I'm going to call you out on air because this was just a very funny question. <laughs> when when I suggested that we do 80s heartthrobs, I, the, the thing that made me smile the most is I simply get a text message that just says <laughs> – is a heartthrob a dude? And just in my a head, dude. Just a, or that's it. Just a dude. Heartthrob's then, just a dude, right? Is the exact text I sent you. And then in my head, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually, when someone says the term heartthrob, just like they use the the terminology handsome, that person right. is handsome. You wouldn't usually use that to dis- to describe a, a a nice female you know not woman. normally not um, normally i wouldn't see a woman and go wow that's that's a real heartthrob right <laughs> look there. at it Ooh, heartthrob um but i appreciated your candidness yeah and i also was very curious as to who was already on your list <laughs> when you were <laughs> under the impression that females may be on the heartthrob list no females ever made it on there that's the short answer to that got it ali sheedy it was all. It was always dudes. It's always <laughs> been dudes. Let's be honest. It's the only way that it has been for heartthrobs. I mean, that's how I define it. The same way everybody else does. I just wanted to make sure that you just weren't using a kooky word to say Got like it. sexy <laughs> was, people from the eighties. I was kind of hoping that you were gonna be like, "Look, I already knew the answer. I was just asking you for a test, and you <laughs> passed. And so you congratulations. Passed. I'm so glad. Congratulations. You off. also, Q, know what a heartthrob is, just like I do, without any question. And I bet it just like me, Bo Derek is not on your list. Yep, exactly. exactly. And she never was, probably. Never was, never was, ever. Yep, not even considered. Because she's not, that's right, say it with me, a dude. A dude. (laughs) So what else, uh, what other kind of criteria, other than just having a schwanz, do you think earns you a spot (laughs) on the list? I was curious if you restricted it to any particular genre like god a part of me was really hoping you were gonna say decade <laughs> i was gonna be like yes i literally you were like so 80s does that mean also the 90s or is it just when you say 80s do you think just 80s could, could, could like 78 be in there <laughs> what about 95 i'll, I'll I, you know what let's say a cutoff is 93 Oh, it wasn't? It means 80s? Good. Just like mine, never once... Test. Never once did Man of the House make it on my list. You know what? Definitely didn't make it on yours. And and, and you know what? I'm so glad to hear that Channing Tatum went on your list, ever. Yeah, because I wouldn't have put him on there either. Nope. Because I also knew that it's the 80s, and that only (laughs) takes place between 1980 and 1989. (laughs) No, my question was, did you restrict it to any genre, like just movie stars? Do musicians count TV stars, Oh, et I, I did restrict it to movie stars. I Is did that as what well. You were gonna, oh, yeah. you did. Okay, good. Part of me, because right before we recorded, too, you were like, listen, I made my choices, and I'm not changing them. And I was like, okay. So I'm glad to know that that wasn't one of the deciding. No, no, no. Factors. It was just like yeah, movie entertainment era. Yeah, yeah of I stuck with movie movie star heartthrobs. That, yeah, I guess same. we could we could have expanded it to just like any '80s heartthrob in general. I think there's one on my list that is debatable, but I stand by him. That's I for, stand by my man. Uh, master debatable or just like semi debatable. <laughs> No, no, just like amateur debatable. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, like high um, school debatable. So for me, I pretty much restricted it to here. Here was my criteria, just in my head, put upon me by me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like uh, it so far. the The only criteria that I really had was 
it couldn't have been like for me i pretty much eliminated flash in the pan heartthrobs okay like there were many heartthrobs that kind of came and went in the 80s sure that might have done like a movie or two and they were like really huge for five seconds and then they kind of went away um sure for me i stuck to the 80s heartthrobs who like who lasted if you will who like who like became a heartthrob and like stayed in the public consciousness yeah. for for maybe the entire decade if not longer i i i'm in a similar boat as that so mine i think there are a couple that i would say maybe their their impact consisted sure. of a long time sure, sure let me sure, put sure. it that way so really hard impact is what they that was that was powerful and it was noticeable from a long way away <laughs> From a long way away, and so and so, yeah, those were the kind of the criteria I was using. I mean, weird, weirdly enough, everybody, I wasn't old enough to have crushes on boys, uh, being who I am, and also married to a nice, wonderful lady, uh, in the eighties. So I had to look back at this. I had sure. to look back and think about this. I had to look back and see who other people were jonesing about in the eighties, and who I could get behind and support because handsome is handsome. Sure. Now I will say. That there was a mecha event that took place in the 80s that all of the heartthrobs in the universe seemed to converge into. What Which and event we'll, are you talking about? We'll talk about that. We'll okay. talk about it in a little bit. I want to but know I about will this say event. One, two, three, uh, four out of the five heartthrobs on my list had something in common. Ooh, I don't think much of mine. Almost none. I mean, all of mine are in, in common because they're dudes. <laughs> almost, almost none of mine. Mine aren't even people. <laughs> I just have like Mr. Ed. One of mine's Alf. <laughs> Heartthrob. 80s. Really, uh, one I of mine is, is. I got both is, criteria right. I was really into Gobo Fraggle. <laughs> I guess Optimus Prime's out there. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee really got my Wee Wee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my big adventure. Um, uh, <laughs> no. So, do we want to we want to kick off this list? I think we got a list. This is where we make a list. The list. List. All right, Jay. All right. As as per tradition, I will ask you to please lead us into the foray. All right. Of 80s male heartthrobs <laughs> that happened in the 80s that were men. All right. And so, heartthrobs. So my number five, Patrick Swayze. Whoa, Patrick Swayze, the Swayze craze. The low, I, I, and maybe some might say low on my list, but, you know, for me personally. Like some may say Rob Lowe on your list. Ah, I see what you did there. I like that. Liked it. I liked it. <laughs> you physically reached over to me and gave me a thumbs up and like bumped it into my chest. Just like, <laughs> like I wanted to like, reward you for that. A real life like boop. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have a gold sticker, or I would have left one. Just I appreciate that right there. <laughs> but yeah, you know Patrick Swayze. I think he was a a an icon, a sex symbol, a. A force among men in the eighties. What, um, what's one of your favorite eighties Swayze roles? <laughs> Roadhouse is such a dumb answer, but it's Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I, you a I sucker. You a sucker, a sucker for a good throat rip. <laughs> I'm a sucker for like a dumb action movie, and that was an early one that I saw. It kind of left an impression on me. You know, I I saw Dirty Dancing. There are a handful, but I'll tell you one that leaves an impression on me forever with Patrick Swayze. Is huh? his Chris Farley Chippendales dance on, uh, on Saturday Night Live? Yes. Yeah, that's I, there some is some shit. There is something about that particular clip that I'm just like, you know what? That is hilarious, and he is very funny in that, and that makes it even more a appealing. Way to sure. go, Patrick Swayze. Sure, I I can totally get on board with that. I mean, he's a, the dude's a triple threat: singer, yep. singer songwriter, yep. actor, and master level dancer master level dancer like no shit guys this dude red dawn i mean oh, come yeah. on 
Red Dawn, solid, solid 80s film. The uh, um, the original, not the remake. Let's be very it, clear about that. Exactly. Well, I mean, I don't even remember the remake. That was the one. Didn't that have Thor in it? I think it did. Well, it was one of those where it got made and it had Thor in it. Then it got shelved because it was really, really bad. And then it got released because it has Thor in it. But it, but it also has PETA in it. So, like, I think Josh Hutchison is also oh. in it. So, like, around Hunger Games Thor, they decided to re-release it. And it, it still it, – turns out it was still terrible, and they should have left it shelved. <laughs> they should have just – yeah, sure. Unlike the that. other Chris Hemsworth movie that was released upon Thor's popularity, Cabin in the Woods, which is amazing. Sure. I, I agree. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is amazing. That one got shelved but got released because of Chris Hemsworth I think those both got shelved around the same time, wasn't it? I think it? they did. Yeah, I think so. I know they got released around, re-released around the same time but it was because of Chris Hemsworth's popularity as Thor. So number five, man, Patrick yeah. Swayze. All right. I mean, I well, think I, I don't know if there's a lot to be said about Patrick Swayze. I think it's just known that he was a heartthrob <laughs> of the '80s. There's but, not a lot to be said about Patrick motherfucking no, Swayze. There's not. The, there's not a lot that I need to tell. Are you people Patrick about. motherfucking crazy? I love Patrick Swayze. You you you're taking that wrong. <laughs> I know. I'm just uh, giving you a hard time. Just giving you a real hard time, a long hard time, like so, a roundhouse kick to my face, <laughs> to your, and then a throat rip. Um, all right. Well, my number yeah. five. I'll follow that up. My number five, and I'll explain before I say who it is. Low on the list because they really only had two movies in the eighties. Okay. But one of those movies is maybe one of the most memorable movies of the eighties for me. And I also wanted to be this person. Ooh, okay. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. My number five, Christian Slater. Ooh, interesting choice. When he starred in Heathers in 1988. Yes, very good. Not only was that a great movie and still one of my favorite, like, all-time 80s movies, but he was also in, uh, uh, what is it, The Name name of the Rose? Or... Uh, um. Hold on. I'll find it. I know what you're talking about. Here, you keep talking about Uh, it. But anyway, um, I want, like, this dude was a young Jack Nicholson in my mind. He kind of was, and he had the same, like, face. And he has the same cadence. Like, he kind of talks like this when he talks. (laughs) And he says, listen, Jay. Name of the Rose is your right. I think what you're doing is really cool, and I like your show, okay? But I really think you could be a lot cooler if you just hang in there. You know, he had that like it was that was my impression. So that's pretty good. You can actually now. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Christian, Um, please don't blow us up with our black (laughs) this broken arrow in our in our thing. I'm Scientology. (laughs) I'm gonna need everybody to calm down and move to the back of the fucking train, okay? Oh no! <laughs> wow, I'm crazy. I'm John Travolta. That's no, Christopher you're not. Walken. <laughs> that was totally Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken is John Travolta. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, Christian that's Slater. A, that's a good choice for me. And uh, Name of the Rose was uh, one with Sean Sean Connery, mm. um, which is I don't a know good, if I've ever ha- seen that. You haven't? It's a mm. like uh, medieval mystery, like murder mystery. Oh, interesting. It's very, it's very underrated, man. I recommend. I think the very first thing I ever saw Christian Slater in was Robin Hood. Really? Which is, which is in that the 90s. Late? Well, I, I mean, I was a bit young for when Heathers, for, for Heathers when it came out. Sure. And so I got to Heathers, like, later in life when I See, was See, I got to school. Heathers, and then I got to pump up the volume, which Ooh. is in the 90s, where he plays, like, rebellious rock and roll or, uh, DJ. That's true. Um, re- super good shit. Fern uh, Gully. He is in Fern Gully. Uh, I also remember the movie very much Untamed Heart. Oh, I remember seeing that. That was all over the place. Um, and True Romance, of course. Now, all yeah. these movies that we're listing are post nine or are post eighties, which is why I had to list him at the very bottom. But he was like a icon for me. Like me personally, I wanted to. I was. I thought he was cool <laughs> as shit, man. So, Heather's... I, I have two of those peep types of people on my list. Heather's in The Name of the Rose cemented his place on my list. I recommend you check out both those movies. My number five, Christian Slater. I like it. I like that a lot. Thanks, man. 
So I'm going to go for my number four. Okay. My number four is a little bit he's, – he's on the list because he was a heartthrob in the sense that I kind of wanted to be him when I watched movies that he was in. Sure. And it's Judd Nelson. Oh, shit. From Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, Dante's Inferno. You know, a handful of those. He was in the Hughesiverse for sure. Sure. Um, but he was kind of that, like, the quintessential bad boy. I mean, Breakfast Club is the best example, I think, of what he brings for that. But, sure. you know, he's a great older, a violent older brother. He's a great, you know, kind of hamstrung, drug out, strung out drug guy. He's in uh, St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot that he is in. And it was kind of one of those where when I watched Breakfast Club, I was simultaneously scared of him. But so it was also kind of like, ah, I kind of wish I was that badass. He's a dude that kind of grew into like a creepy creeperton. Yeah, and, and so that's why that's why he's near the bottom of the list, and he's also like an '80s heartthrob, not a nowadays heartthrob. Sure, yeah, he kind of turned into kind of a kind of a creep. Not maybe not like an actual creep, but like a kind of a creepy, just looking guy. Not like, not like a Randy Quaid creep, right? But maybe like a Dennis Quaid creep. But enough to like. I mean, he was in Billionaire Boys Club with, uh, with what's his face? Um, the fuck is that dude's name? The dude who Whoa. from House of Cards. Um, uh, Don Cheadle. No, House of Cards. Oh. Oh, I thought it was uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Thank you. Sorry. What am I thinking of? What's the Don Cheadle? House, House of Lies. House of Lies. Thank yeah. you. That's good shit, though. Apparently, apparently, I'm looking at this. Apparently, Judd Nelson was on um, the that show Empire for like five years. He was? Yeah. As what? As Billy Beretti. Mm-hmm. Sounds about. I bet he's that a bad sounds, guy. That sounds about right. It sounds. I bet he's a badass. <laughs> I bet he's Billy. Bro I bet he's. Badass. I bet he's sketchy. <laughs> I bet he is sketchy. He just. He's one of those dudes that didn't age well, unfortunately. So he just like looks sketch. <laughs> kind of. Like you look at him and you're like, oh, you had drug problems, didn't you? And then you're like, oh, you didn't. Oh, weird. Here, Never go mind. stand over there by Mickey Rourke, <laughs> right. who actually had drug problems. Yeah, that don't don't stand too close to him. Uh, so yeah, that's my number four. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, uh, this is where I start uh, the the grouping of of my actors who okay. are all in similar things. I want to see if by the end of my list you can guess what they all shared in common. Okay. Um, I guess it's three out of my five. Sorry, not four out of my five. Uh, okay. My number four is Matt Dillon. Oh, see, I I thought of him, but I don't know. I never really connected with him. Matt Dillon, for me, I mean, first off, this dude was like a rolling freight train through the 80s, right? This dude was racking up the movie credits. This guy was in so much shit. Let me just kind of rattle off a few here. Okay. Rumble, Rumblefish, The Outsiders, uh, Drugstore Cowboy, uh, Little Darlings, Tex, My Bodyguard, The Flamingo Kid. <laughs> what? I, I don't know much of many Li of these. Liar's Moon. You don't know any of these movies? Did you watch 80s movies? I watched a lot of them, but I don't the, know. I, the, the Flamingo the, Kid is familiar. The Big Town. No? Uh. Ringing a bell? Kansas. With him and Andrew McCarthy? Kansas sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, Rebel. No? No. All right. Honestly, well, I didn't have anything to do with Matt Dillon almost until, like, in and out, wild things, and there's something about Mary. That's he was why. A, he was a late 90s guy for me. I guess for me, that's why he's low on my list, is because he was in a bunch of kind of these one-off 80s cheese fests. But that is what I grew up on in my sure, household. Sure, Like, yeah, we the, had a the bunch ones, of these VHS The ones that you tapes. rattled off were not ones that I saw. Perfect. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. He's great in them. <laughs> I believe you. No, I totally believe you. He's great in Wild Things, so there's something about Mary and In-N-Out. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Uh, Matt Dillon is an interesting dude. He is not – the weird part is he was super heartthrobby back in the day. Right. People loved him. 
Um, but he's kind of an odd-looking gent, if you will. He, you know, he's I've not like the traditional handsome. I've always thought that, and especially in uh, when, and there's something about Mary when he has his teeth fixed. Yes, it's always like that. You know what? I kind of feel like you almost look like that anyway. <laughs> that's true. It's so it's so very true. So that's my number four, Matt Dillon, starring in a whole bunch of movies Jay hasn't seen. But if you want to see some good '80s goodness, go check it out. I'm, you know, I think I've seen the Flamingo Kid. That one sounds familiar. <laughs> right, what's that? Perfect. What's that one about? No Rumblefish. I don't know Rumblefish. What's you Rumblefish don't? about? Rumblefish is based off of a book. You being the avid reader that uh, that you are, I would imagine you would. You would I don't know. know. Now I feel Rumblefish now is I feel it's by S. I don't know it. It's a it's a it's a Francis Ford Coppola movie, man. Oh uh, man, based like... based on uh, S. E. Hinton book. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I'm, I even mentioned him. Yeah, Dennis Hopper, Diane Lane, Nicolas I... Cage, Lawrence Fishburne. I need to see this movie. You need to see this movie now. I need. Is it in black and white? Yes. I need to see this movie. Quit I don't doing know. the episode and go watch this movie. I don't know. I saw Raging Bull, and that was like a black and white boxer movie, and then here you go. Yep. Just went, it's I good. just went right by Rumblefish. It's good shit, man. Rumblefish is good. And I he will totally watch it. What was Sean Penn's brother's name, the one who died? Um, You know oh. what I'm talking about? Chris I Penn? Do. Is that yes. it? Yes. Yes. I believe he's in the movie, if I remember correctly. Nice. Uh, I will. It, I will. It's I will stack this cast. Nineteen eighty-three. Like man, good shit. All right, I'll watch it. Uh, so we're up to threes. The yeah. threes have it. Please Spe- give me your threes. Speaking of the eighties, yes. So this is another one. This is actually one that was like I wanted to be this guy, this kid. Perfect. No, my number three, yes. River Phoenix. Fuck you! My number three is River Phoenix. Is it really? Yeah, it River is. Phoenix. Of course, I wanted to be him. Are we? The, are you kidding me? Indi- Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. And the Last Crusade. Come on, he's young Indiana Jones. Even my, even my private Idaho. He's a good. At, he's he's good in that. Agreed. This I didn't really like want to be him in my private Idaho, but I is sure. <laughs> but yes, uh, no man, River Phoenix. He was a dreamboat. I'll put that out there. But man, his there's there's the scene I cannot get over it. The scene in Stand By Me when he's talking about uh it was stealing the coins. Wasn't he like stealing the money or whatever? And he was saying, yep. like, even if I gave it back, they wouldn't have believed me. Yep. Oh, he's so good. Dude, his his acting prowess crushed. That dude just exuded <laughs> natural acting talent. And the crazy part is he's another one or he is one of the like very famous gone way, way, way too soon. Well, and like, he was he was the one I was kind of disguising earlier in the episode. And I didn't want to make the reference to James Dean, but he's sort of like the 80s James Dean. He was. Opinion. He lived fast or he he lived hard, died fast, man. Like that shit. Like he was known on the party scene yep. like he. Uh, his his very famous younger brother now, Joaquin well, Phoenix. That's what I was gonna say. Is not only that, but his legacy also gave us Joaquin Phoenix because yep. Joaquin has gone on record, even recently, saying that it was River acting that got him to do it for sure, one hundred percent. And that he was his inspiration. It's like, yeah, man, that's a good ass acting family. I'll give yeah. him that. Uh, River Phoenix was a very impressive young guy. Like. Yeah. His his body of work for what, like I said, for the the brief time that he was with us um, is probably one of those that I mean, like you said, explorers stand by me. The Mosquito Coast. Uh, Have you seen Running on Empty? I have seen Running on Empty and I've seen my own private Idaho Mosquito Coast. You mentioned I don't think I've seen that. What's that? Oh, my God. Have you seen I Love You to Death? Wait, uh, that's With the Kevin, one. Kevin Klein, Tracy Ullman, does that William have, Hurt, and Keanu Reeves. Does that have like a pizza with a knife in it and on the cover or something? Uh, I do believe, yes. Then yes. Okay. It's about, it is literally about a, a murder, like an attempted murder in Pennsylvania. It's it's like a black straight up black comedy, and he's and he's a stoned out killer kid or something. Yeah, something like that. 
awesome. Yes. Dude. Oh, so you have seen it? I I think so. I know I've seen I know I've seen that movie. I don't remember much about it. High recommend. Everybody go check it out. I love you to death is a very good underrated and written by the uh, the great Lawrence Kasdan. Oh, very cool. Who, for those who don't know, gave us Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Return of the Jedi, the big chill. Preach. Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan is like a god among men when it comes to like screenwriting shit. Yeah, but speaking of god among men, River Phoenix. <laughs> he is great. <laughs> he is he is super great, man. Um, I'm so happy we. I'm shared glad that we shared three. that too. I I had a feeling he had to be on your list somewhere. But I, I love I, that he was your number I feel, three. I feel like number three is perfect placement for him, and we can almost lock that in for the future list right now. I will agree. I am very curious as to what your two and one are. Yeah, yeah. I think you I, I know you we don't be. match on one of them. Maybe we match on another one? You you obviously have one of mine higher on your list than I did. I do, definitely. But you know what? Let's distract people from that by going to some commercials. Ooh, here come the sponsors. They're totally real. Hey, Q. Hey, Jay. Has this ever happened to you? You're sitting in a business meeting, and the boss says, Hey, does anybody out there have any good ideas? And you're like... I've got a good idea, but you don't say anything, and you just sit there. Has that ever happened to you, Q? No way, man. That's never happened to me. Oh, God! Oh, I'm on fire! Oh, my pants just instantly burst into flame! You know, that never would have happened if he was wearing Liar Liar brand fireproof pants. We've been making fireproof pants for primarily lawyers since the 1930s. When we found out that the old myth of Liar Liar pants on fire wasn't something that... Just little boys and girls told other little boys and girls to scare them into telling the truth. It turns out that no, no, no. Our bodies have a chemical band balance when we lie. It only happens around the back of our knees, catching our pants on fire as we lie our pants off. So we've come to fix that. Liar, liar, fireproof pants. Don't be like Q. How you doing over there, Q? Oh, God, I can't feel any of the skin on my legs. <laughs> That's right. Liar, liar, fireproof pants. Hey. Do you like dicks? Are you in to dicks? Have you ever tasted a dick? Boy, do I have something for you. Have you been sitting around wondering what the fuck Andy Dick has been doing with his life? Just like the rest of us. Just like the rest of us. Perfect. Because I'll tell you, Andy Dick, <coughs> part-time comedian and full-time 80s heartthrob, is no, is no longer on the entertainment scene. No, no. He went to France to study with some of the top chefs. Gordon Ramsay, get the fuck out of here. We're talking names you can't even pronounce. And just, just like... <laughs> Just like some of his fellow entertainment former superstar brethren, he's decided to open his own restaurant. We're talking high-end French gourmet cuisine. We're talking foie gras. We're talking la petite steaks. We're talking asparagus. <laughs> Andy Dick's Dickhole, the finest in French dining. All right. All right. Every okay. time, man, they get me, I laugh, I cry, I want to buy things. Those sponsors just speak to me. What? Oh, yeah, they get you too? They just... Uh, I fell asleep. Oh, huh? got it. Perfect. Uh, we're doing lists. Oh, right. Okay. We're to two and one now. All right. So two and one of the 80s heartthrobs. Heartthrobs, yes, which are men... Right. That were in things and famous amongst the ladies in the period of the 1980s, from 1980 to 1989. Okay, so my number two mm -hmm. 
became a heartthrob late in the 80s. Sure. And then continued on, and his legend has continued since. Okay. John Stamos. That's number two? Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Jesse? Yeah. He is number two? How is John Stamos not a heartthrob? He was on Full House. That's it. doesn't it. matter. He's gorgeous. What else? What? I, I'm not saying he was in a bunch of stuff. I'm saying he was a heartthrob <laughs> in the 80s uh, and has been in things since then. Oh, my God. I am going to be honest with you. I cannot abide that he is so high on your list. Because All let right. me tell you what my number two is, okay? <laughs> okay. Patrick motherfucking Swayze. All right? He's gorgeous. Number two belongs to a god amongst men such as Patrick Swayze, not to some imposter like Uncle Jesse. Listen, listen, I love Swayze. Not my type. Oh, my God. That man can dance. He can, he can make pottery with his strong manly hands. Are you telling me that John Stamos cannot make pottery? He can play and the guitar. He can tour with the Beach Boys. He can also sing and dance, and he can ride a motorcycle on the edge of a building. I was hoping you were going to be like, and he can bang Aunt Becky, and she's hot as shit. <laughs> she can't, and her kids will get arrested for lying about college. Yeah, it turns out she's a terrible person. <laughs> turns out Aunt Becky may be a bitch. <laughs> um, man... I mean, I respect your choice as my film-going brethren, but I will say that I vehemently disagree with well, how high see, that is on your seems, list. Well, see, it seems that your criteria was they were in a bunch of stuff in the 80s. My criteria was how attractive and heartthrobby they were. Yeah, Patrick And they existed Swayze. in the 80s. Yeah, Patrick Swayze, sexy as hell. I think I also agree. Christian but he's Slater, not my, he's not my sexy as hell. River Phoenix. Sexy, sexy as, as hell. hell. Hey, River Phoenix was on my list. Judd Nelson's also sexy Matt as Matt Dillon, hell. interesting looking as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I am not in disagreement at all. I'm just saying John Samos is a handsome, handsome, handsome man. All right, you better redeem this shit with your number one, my friend. I don't know if I'm going to. Oh, God. But I, It's I, Dave Cooley. <laughs> it's, I, assure you, I assure you it's not Dave Cooley. Eh? Bob Saget. It's not him either. Um, okay, so do you you want my number one? Oh, I want it. Okay, let me and let me put this in context. <laughs> okay, my number one was definitely a heartthrob in the eighties. Okay, a hundred percent. I have since and and recently gained more respect for him, making him placed higher on my list than he normally would have been. Uh, are you gonna say Jason Bateman? No, God, no. Okay, <laughs> because technically that would fit your criteria. He it was a heartthrob in the eighties on the 80s, Silver Spoons, Spoons and Teen and, Wolf Two, right? And he is now directing and writing shit and like Oz Ozarks, oh, yes. which is fucking awesome. I don't know if you're gonna think my choice is any better, but it's not that. Okay, my choice is Don Johnson. All right, come on, you have you can't. I know he was. I know it was Miami Vice. I know that was a, the thing. But he existed throughout the entire decade. He, he existed did. through the entire realm of the entertainment world. His Didn't movies, he do some music? He did. He had he had two or three different albums that he released. He yeah. was in a handful of movies. All of them were very bad. Sure, <laughs> but he he played he played in Miami Vice, and he was a heartthrob. He was. And uh, come on, and and so I have so much respect for the stuff he's doing now too. Like, yeah, Watchmen, like Watchmen and Knives Out. He's so good at Knives sure. Out. Sure, I will agree with that. Uh, so you judged him based off of his current career? No, I judged him based off his looks. He was very handsome, fella. <laughs> he was a very handsome fella in the eighties, and I have a lot of respect for him retroactively because of now. I'm sorry, it doesn't it doesn't shine a light on my number one. Well, then who? How how beautiful is your number one? <sighs> Not only is my number one beautiful, but this man ruled the 80s. Can I guess who yours is? Uh, you can. Okay. Is it Rob Lowe? It is not Rob Lowe. Okay. <laughs> Although Rob Lowe, trust me, no one ruled the 80s as hard as this dude. <laughs> no now, one. Now I'm really intrigued. No one. You ready for this? Yes. Tom motherfucking crazy pants cruise tom yeah. cruise owned the motherfucking 80s this dude yeah. was in everything he 
was in Cocktail. He was in Legend. He was in fucking, uh, what's the Days of where? Thunder. Yeah, he was in Days of Thunder. Far he was from, or uh, far from, far, home? far from far away. No, far and away. Far and away. Uh, what's Top the one gun. where he, he, Top Gun, where he like slides around in his socks and underwear? Risky business. Risky business. This dude ruled in the 80s. Everyone universally loved Tom Cruise. That's before he had the whole jumping on the couch, worshiping Xenu and all that crazy shit. But you, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. That dude was the god of the 80s. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with you on this one. And Thank I, you. I didn't think of him primarily because it's almost like the whole Don Johnson thing. <laughs> I'm judging him now. Sure, I understand that. 100% I agree. Tom Cruise, horribly crazy person. But in the 80s, he was the mother effing man. Rain Man? Yeah. I mean, this dude was crushing. And he looks super hot next to Dustin Hoffman. Dude, all right, now are you ready for me to finally reveal how so many of my people are connected? I was I was trying to think if they were like all in the Goonies or all in nope. the Breakfast Club or Matt all in the Matt Dillon, Bre- Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, all in the outsiders. Oh, which is yeah. a fantastic with you ready for this? Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, like literally every 80s heartthrob. I, like, I like the outsiders was in the outsiders. Um, So, yeah, the outsiders. Yeah. Strong. That's, that's strong the reveal list, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Yours fairly strong in places <laughs> mine is very attractive yours is very attractive i will give you that but my guys r- fucking ruled i was to be a heartthrob you gotta rule with an iron wiener <laughs> Ooh. oh I hope that sounds like mickey rourke <laughs> it was mickey rourke okay <laughs> okay good definitely uh so that's it man that's that's my list so you want to give me your five again Yes, uh, I will start with number five, Patrick Swayze. Number four, Judd Nelson. Number three, River Phoenix. Number two, John Stamos. And number one, Don Johnson. Interesting, interesting list. Unique and unto you. And unto you me. <laughs> uh, my, my list, my five through one, my number five was Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Slater yeah. Uh, yeah, right. A mini Jack Nicholson. Man. Uh, my number four was Matt Dillon. Uh, my number three was River Phoenix. My number two was Patrick Swayze. And my number one was, like I said, Tom motherfucking Crazy Pants Cruise. I am honestly fine with him sticking at our combined number one. All right. I'm into that. Are we gonna are we gonna mash our list together now? We're we gonna think- wait till after our game. Should we wait till after our game? Keep the anticipation. Let's keep the anticipation, just All like right. the '80s heartthrobs right. kept the anticipation. Ooh. Let's play a game. I want to play a game. Oh, what a wonderful game it is, too. Risk is part of the game. Well, how about a game of Parcheesi? Remember that favorite game of yours? Games worthy of His Majesty. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? We will be perfect. In every aspect of the game. Let the games begin. All right, so as everybody who listens to the show knows by now, Jay is our resident game master. Game master. The game controller, the Game Boy, if you will, to make an 80s reference. (laughs) (laughs) The wizard. Jay comes up with games to help put together the shattered pieces of our friendship, and I don't know what they are. Until we play the game. And, 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 you know, my heart is in pieces because of uh, you didn't like my Don Johnson pick, and that's okay. I'm sorry. Be- I liked your Don Johnson better than I liked your John Stamos. <laughs> I can get on board for that. Um, but I've, I've picked a game. So we all have five men that we admire or respect in some degree. Correct. So we're going to play a game that I have, have titled Fuck, Mary Overkill. <laughs> okay <laughs> and that's a quick way of saying fuck marry kill friend partner oh so, partner like life partner here, no no here's here's what's gonna happen okay fuck marry kill everybody knows that who's you gonna fuck who you gonna marry who you gonna kill sure but we're adding two more who are you gonna become just mutual friends with oh just buddy buddy sure and then who are you gonna partner in a business venture with oh so you're gonna want to pick someone who has smart investing advice oh god yeah, but that, that can't be tough. the same person that you marry. 
There has to be a, di- a, di- a different connection. All right, so we doing my? Am I doing my list or am I doing your list? You should. I think you should do your list because it's people that you picked out you admire. All right, you want me to go first? Yes. All right, so fuck, marry, kill, friend, like best friends, mm-hmm. and partner with, as in partner in a business yeah. venture, or fuck, marry, overkill. All right, so. Um, I'm going to fuck the shit out of Christian, Christian Slater. Good call. Right. I'm going to marry Patrick Swayze. That dude, that's a, that's a good dude, right? He just seems like a good man. Mm -hmm. He'd be there for Mm -hmm. you even in life and in death. Right. Right. Uh, so Patrick Swayze, RIP, uh, I would marry, um, kill, I'm going to kill Matt Dillon. Okay, I, I like him, but he's weird looking. I, you got you got to go, Matt. <laughs> uh, I'm going to friend River Phoenix because okay. I bet that dude. I bet you would have some deep ass conversations with River Phoenix. I bet you would. You know what I'm saying? He's a dude that you could tell your secrets to, your like dreams and your hopes in a, and, in like a in like a treehouse. And I feel like he would just make you a better person by being his friend, right? <laughs> And I am definitely business partnering with Tom Cruise. That dude has some career longevity <coughs> unseen in the entertainment industry. I think that's a pretty strong, pretty strong round. Right? I would yeah. say. I would yeah. say so. So, yeah. So that's my fuck, marry, kill, friend, and partner. All right. Here you go. I'm going to fuck Don Johnson. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As you do. As you would. I'm going to actually agree with you and marry Patrick Swayze. He, yeah. seems, he seems tender. He can he cook. Does, I know firm. he can cook. He seems but, tender but firm. You know, he would he would run a good household. He would. Um, I'm going to kill Judd Nelson. That's Because <laughs> he's a fucking creep. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's easy. That's an easy decision. I went into that knowing this one. It's totally um, unfounded, but we just say he's a creep. The very first thing I thought of in this, though, is what you said, is I would friend River Phoenix. Sure. Is he, and for sim- similar reasons, I just feel like he would be a great friend. I agree. I agree. I just he feels like he'd be someone who'd be really cool to be friends with. Yep. And then then that means I'm going to go into business with John <laughs> Samos. <laughs> What's your business plan? I don't know, but he's rich as fuck. That is true. So I'm going to just whatever he's doing. I'm You're going just along. Keep that going. I'm going. You just you know give me some of what he has. Sure. Let's just I'm all in it. on that. On I'm the sta- on, on, on the uh, Stamos. However, he has been this rich for this long and is still this attractive. Give me some of that. <laughs> all right. That's pretty solid, man. That is pretty solid. I like this game, Fuck Mary Overkill. I, I think we should do it more often. I would love but... for our listeners to tweet at us their Fuck Mary Overkills of our list. Or if you their agree own. with us or your own, yeah. List five eighties heartthrobs. And then the order in which you would fuck, fuck Mary, Mary kill, kill, friend, partner, befriend or partner with. Um, so so now, Jay, I feel it's an appropriate time now that we've had some laughs. We uh, shared a game together. Now mm-hmm. we can take our lists and we can just like repeatedly jam them together <laughs> until they make one beautiful drool worthy list. Yes. Of 80s heartthrobs. Here, here's what I'd like to recommend. Okay. Because as you were going through your list and you were assigning heartthrob value based on the number of properties they were in, and sure. the, I liked that a lot. Okay. So I'm going to propose a list, Ooh. and I'm going to see if you agree with it. Okay. So I have a proposed merged list. Okay. Number one, Tom Cruise. Yes, definitely. Number two, Patrick Swayze. Oh, yes. Definitely. Number three, River Phoenix. Definitely. Number four, Don Johnson. Yes. Number five, Christian Slater. Yes. Yes, that is pretty much my list, minus number four. Exactly. And, and let's be honest, Matt Dillon, he's fucking weird looking. And Don Johnson was, I think, way more popular in he's, the 80s than Matt and Dillon dreamy was. dreamy AF. And come on, even you've told me now that the stuff he's in, he's doing now, you've really... He's fucking like, crushing the game. He's crushing it. And he, man, his stuff in Quentin Tarantino movies, amazing. Wow. And he plays a racist sheriff like no other in Watchmen. Nobody else. I Powers actually Booth may have pulled it off, but he was dead. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Sad, but true. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a pretty solid list, man. I'm on board with that. So that, guys, is your definitive top five list of 80s heartthrobs. You have Tom Cruise at number one, Patrick Swayze at number two, River Phoenix at number three, Don the Long John Johnson at number four, and Christian, Christian motherfucking Slater. I was a broken five. arrow, man. <laughs> Fuck John Travolta, okay? Fuck that guy. He doesn't have real hair anyway. You know what uh, I'll say? I, I, I haven't watched it in years upon years. It may not hold up at all, but I liked Broken Arrow when it came out. You know what? Um, was that a who was who directed Broken Arrow? Was that another like Ang Lee? I don't one think of those it, like weird. I all I almost want to say it was a um, a was Scott like a, brother. Oh really? Like Tony Scott? Want, it, may it was have, I, it was John Woo, dude. It was John Woo. You were way closer than I was. I knew. I felt like it was like a famous Asian director, and I was like, yeah, because they did like him and Ang Lee did the weird like. Did John Woo do Face Off as well, or was that Ang Lee? No, that thing that was uh, that was John Woo. Do you see though who the guy who wrote this? Uh, Graham Yost is the guy who wrote it. Who's that? He's the guy who created and wrote Justified on um, FX. He what? also he wrote Speed, the what? movie Speed, and then he wrote the the show, or he was a producer and wrote a bunch of the show, uh, The Pacific on HBO. What? Yeah. Let's see what this... else he did? Let's keep going back. Oh man, he did The Last Castle, filmed in Tennessee. Just FYI, at the prison there. Uh, he did Hard Rain. Wait, wait, who are you talking about now? Graham Yost. Graham Yost. Okay, yes. Yeah, uh, he's in a he's in a bunch of crap. Wow. Sneaky Pete, you said that was a great show. I really I haven't seen anything past the first season, but the first season was a hell of fun. You really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. But I like um what's that? Giovanni oh. Ribisi? I'm yeah. a sucker for Giovanni Ribisi. I just like saying his name a lot. Giovanni yeah. Ribisi. Face off was John Woo. It was John Woo? Yeah, Face Off yeah. is one of my favorite John Woo movies. But uh, I remember liking Broken Arrow. That's where all of this started. I remember liking the shit out of that movie. Did John Woo also do a Mission Impossible? Did he do Mission Impossible 2? Of course, two? he did two. The one yeah. with the, all the dumb face stuff. Because God. um, because number three was done by... Uh, Fucking J.J. Uh, Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Starring, I, I still say he's my... My, Philip Seymour Hoffman is my favorite bad guy in the whole series. Oh, I could not disagree with you at all in regards to that. Wait. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I know. I said that. Um, in a, I, I said that in a way uh, uh, <laughs> that broke your brain. Uh, 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 <laughs> Have you seen? You know what that reminded me of? Have you seen the movie Pop Star? Never stop. Never stop. Yeah. yeah, of course. So there is a scene um, where the manager and God, I can't remember his name. It was the dude from Saturday Night Live. Um, Tim Robinson. Yes. Tim Robinson says to them, he goes, all right, I have an idea and you are going to like it. And Andy Samberg just goes, wait, are or aren't? <laughs> and he's like, are. <laughs> and he's like, why would you say it like that? <laughs> that is what just happened. <laughs> this the way that you said it was so aggressive. He's like, wait, I could not agree, or I could not, not disagree, disagree with you at all in regards to that. <laughs> you suck at conversations. <laughs> hey, I have an idea, but you are gonna like it. <laughs> I like that idea. Oh, oh man. man, let's get out of here. Okay. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E. T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at 
facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen the ghosts that were hidden in this recording possessing your house? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happened to the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.